This week's episode made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. Good morning, Memphis. You are listening to another episode of Meanwhile in Memphis on this Tuesday. We are so happy to be here. I am Christy Mullen, one of your faithful co-hosts, and my additional host, who is always here with me almost every day now, is... Anna Thompson, otherwise known as AT. (laughs) We love doing this show, guys, for you on... Every week, basically, we are in studio, ready to do this. We are so thankful to WXR for giving us this platform and the work that they do over at 91.7 FM. And today's episode is going to be so fun. But before we dive into it, you know what? Summer's in the air, and I'm feeling it. My freckles are starting to shine. Yeah, I have a poorly applied spray tan, <laughs> as you can see from um, yeah, evidence that I am a rookie you at You know this. what, but you're taking care of your skin. I am. You know, it's not, you're not. SPF plus faux tanning is, yes. is for me. The safest way you can go. What, are, what is the most exciting thing for you, summer in Memphis, AT? What are you, what gets you excited to be in the city for the summer? Um, let me think. I really like uh, when AutoZone does that, like their, uh, their AutoZone Park, like the Redbirds. Oh, yeah. When they do their games. Yeah. And so, like... Who doesn't love a good hot dog and a beer? I mean, that's not exactly... I mean, I guess you should go for the baseball, too. Um, but, you know, I love an activity yeah. that involves a snack. So, I, like, <laughs> I also like free concerts yeah. and paid concerts mm-hmm. um, for the Shell Yeah. Uh, so, in July, we are actually going to the Overton Park Shell to oh, see cool. St. Paul and the Broken Bones for my husband's birthday. So, just lots of being outside. Mm-hmm. And as much as that, again, is hard for me yeah. because I am very fail, fair complected yeah. and, you and me both <laughs> and I dislike heat in an immense way so this podcast studio this morning is like my love language because it's basically a meat locker in yes, here we it freezing is freezing this morning freezing. bringing you <laughs> meanwhile in Memphis from Antarctica really and truly so I mean the thing I love most about summer is air-conditioned comfort oh, I'm gonna yes. be I'm gonna be real honest <laughs> I think that's so funny I when I, I after I asked you I was like oh I should probably prepare to answer um Jerry's I know is open 24 7 it's not just a summer thing summer thing (laughs) but for some reason I go so much more in the summer and so that is in my head Jerry's macaroni and cheese bites come on is like a summer poolside treat after you've been at the pool okay and then also the botanic gardens has the alice in wonderland oh yeah i've heard it's amazing and you know how i feel about alice she's my girl we have the frame print in the office yes like I am so excited to do that. It will, and it's running. I think through October, so it'll it's be running here for a all, while. Yeah, it is. Um, so go see it more than once. I mean, yes, <laughs> I'm. I'm really excited about that too. So for you, so for you, it's more about like Jerry's. It's more like that feel. Yes, that experience, like a okay. summer experience. You, you know that feeling you get when you've been outside all day. It's been hot, and then you go inside, and it's just like this like sereneness of the cool air hitting you and just like a relaxed feeling because you've you've exhausted yourself for the day there's something about that feeling that you can't recreate in any other season that is true like pure exhaustion yeah it's just pure exhaustion (laughs) but also I guess the exhaustion makes you have like a false sense of like ooh, zen I'm gonna go to sleep now um I don't know there's something about the summertime so live music and like yeah live music sunscreen yeah a brewery, like cornhole, like any 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 of those experiences, oh, yeah. like is what I'm here for. Now, yeah. another new thing is that, um, dear listener, you cannot see my my hands today, <laughs> but I I let my three year old daughter pick out um, our nail polish. We have matching nail polish, so I have alternating blue and purple nails. So um, when you match with a three-year-old, you know it's going to be a good day. But, yes, That's another a, summer activity. I was about to say, summer activities for those parents listening. Um, <laughs> because kids are about to be out for summer. So I know oh, that yeah. I am not in that boat. I don't have to plan any summer activities for anyone other than myself. Um, but for moms like you, whose kids do have to have plans in the summer. And she got out mid-May. Yeah. So it's we're, it's upon us, Christy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the creativity is already dwindling, <laughs> which is one of the reasons I'm excited for Carolyn yeah. here today. Maybe she'll spark some new yeah some new entrepreneurial efforts in my own home to think about some creative ways that we can you know count count down the summer till till school starts again well at just teased it a little bit so on today's episode we have new memphis ldi graduate ceo and truly founder of multiple ventures i know she does chisholm hardy investments llc h2 which is a new beverage company they adopted that they are turning into hardy beverages and rebranding um 
she's here to talk about everything. And on top of it, she's a published author, public speaker, philanthropist. Who is it? It's Carolyn Hardy. Guys, she is coming in, and I have read some of her books. I have heard her speak, and I just know that she's going to come in and drop a little entrepreneurial wisdom for all of us today. And if you're not an entrepreneur, that's okay. Neither am I. Don't have the, don't have the spirit for it. <laughs> Let's be clear. Um, but those things that she speaks to really apply into all facets of life, no matter what chair you're leading from. So I'm excited to get to have this conversation. I know AT is excited yeah. as well. There are a lot of really... Um, I'm hoping she can give me some like actionable yeah. items, not just like pie in the sky. Sometimes entrepreneurial, people just give you ideas. Like, yeah. yeah, like, oh, that'd be great. But what does that actually mean for yeah. me today? And so I'm, I'm thinking that she's going to be able to, uh, back to my ballpark reference, yeah. I think she's going to be able to hit it out of the park on okay, this one. Okay, look, we just brought it full circle. So we might as well <laughs> dive into this episode. Let's go. Welcome, Carolyn, to the studio. How are you? I am amazing. Guys, you can't see her right now, but she is rocking the most amazing pink suit, and I am very, very jealous of it. It's beautiful. Yes. So we are so, so happy to have you here with us. You are a lady of many talents. I... I don't even know if we can name them and be here more than an hour all day. Um, But before we get too into that, I want to know a little bit more about you. Introduce yourself to the audience and kind of give us a little backstory of how you became the fantastic entrepreneur, philanthropist, et cetera, et cetera, we know you are today. Oh, my goodness. Well, we don't want to go back that far. We don't have to. (laughs) You're like, what? Let's not go to the age of of, of two. Uh, No, no, no. We won't go back that far. No. Uh, but no, I am uh, the seventh of 16 children. Oh, wow. And uh, so entrepreneurship and independence and self-reliance was extremely important. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had to fight for position being in the middle. I would say so. Uh, yeah. So uh, so it started out really young. Uh, you know, I remember one of my favorite stories is selling greeting cards. Uh, when I was in the, you know, I was nine or 10 years old, uh, my sister had gotten greeting cards uh, that uh, they, she was supposed to return. My mom said, I can't afford this, send these things yeah. back, why did you order them? And so in the meantime, mom put them in a the corner, Deborah went and opened them because it had her name on it. Mm-hmm. Well, once you open them, you can't just give right. them back to the postman. And so uh, mom said, oh my God, I can't believe you did that, did you open these cards? So they sat there for more weeks, and then in the summertime, it's hot like it is today, mm-hmm. and uh, we had no money for any Kool-Aid yeah. or popsicles or ice cream. All the things so, to beat the heat. You uh, needed right, it. Right, right. So, you know, these cards are sitting in the corner gathering yeah. dust. And so I said, you know, Deborah, I've got a plan. My mom had a rule that we could go within a couple of block radius, even though, you know, it's not you know, different times. Yeah. Uh, it was safer. Yeah. And uh, so we could go a couple of blocks uh, without even asking permission as long as we came right back home. So Deborah and I talked about what we need to do to make money, and uh, we put together a sales strategy, and we started selling I love those cards. Sales strategy. We sold those cards, and I, I said, Deborah, now you gotta look cute because she was a couple years younger than me. I said, so it's your yeah, marketing yeah, tactic. That's exactly. Yeah, said, yeah, presentation. Yeah, right. Hey, presentation is everything. And uh, I said, look sad and look serious at the same time. Okay. <laughs> And uh, I'm telling you, we got home, we had this money in our hand. My mom said, "Where'd you get that money from?" And I said, well, those cards that were sitting in the corner, we've been selling them. You know, you could tell when moms want to laugh, but trying not to laugh. Mom had that look on her face like, (laughs) I need to look stern right now. But this is really funny because this was absolutely brilliant. That's the thing is when it's hard to be like, wait a second, should I be mad or should I just be like in awe of your creativity? So she finally said, you know what, whatever you spend, you got to share with the rest of the kids. Okay. Okay. That was the lesson. Okay. Okay, So we bought ice cream, we bought a bunch of goodies, but we shared the wealth, you know. And so that's where, you know, a lot of entrepreneurship is is how do you sell yourself, how do you sell your vision, uh, how do you sell yourself. Uh, And uh, so it started really early. Mm -hmm. And then when I was a plant manager for Smuckers, I started out, I'm a CPA by profession, so I started with Smuckers as an accountant. Okay, cool. And I spent some years uh, in accounting, only about 10, and I decided that I wanted to move into operations, so I moved into quality control mm. and learned how to make the products. That's really awesome that you were uh, able to do then that. Then I yeah. left quality control, went to HR, learned how to work with people, how to set policies and practices. Wow. And then I left HR and I became plant manager. Started running Smucker, one of Smucker's plants. I was the first female plant manager to ever run a jelly plant in, okay. the, in the United States, probably in the whole world. Hey, uh, oh, but wow. definitely in the U.S. 
And uh, but you know, at Smokers, you ran the facility as if it was your own business. Mm-hmm. You really did. You had a budget that you were expected to meet. Uh, you were not responsible for sales. The salespeople were, but you were responsible for all the manufacturing, all the warehousing, all the people. Wow. Uh, and even worked on the benefit side because the benefits cool, were not yeah. across the entire network because we were a union site at the time. Oh, and right. uh, and so you know, I, I ran it like it was my own business, and I was fortunate to your point uh, that. I was able to learn all these departments. I wasn't mm-hmm. just an accountant, but I learned how to be a quality control manager, how to actually make the product, uh, you know, watching people maintain the equipment, learning HR. So I was fortunate to learn a lot. Uh, a lot of people bring up environmental uh, health and safety. Well, I know uh, Tennessee Department of Environmental Conservation because having been quality manager, I was responsible for mm-hmm. environmental conservation. And so I fortunate to learn a lot. I tell young people who want to be an entrepreneur that they need to work for a company that's going to not pigeonhole them into one place, yes. but it's going to allow them to actually go out and move into, you know, take that skill set, that brilliance, and move into other departments. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was, again, I was blessed that, uh, that Smuckers allowed me to be that entrepreneur. Yeah. And then after I left Smuckers, uh, I went to, uh, cool, I went to uh, Honeywell Palms. I was in software development. And I developed software for clinical trials. And I left there, I went to Coors, uh, and I was vice president uh, and plant manager there, and first female plant manager ever run a brewery in the United States. So another first. Uh, I, love how, I love how you say it so nonchalantly, like, but that's a huge thing. It's like another glass deal. ceiling broken. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, all in a day's work over here. I did, uh, you know, <laughs> that's what we do, you know. You know how that works, you know. Uh, but no, you know, it was... Uh, Trust me, at the time, it was daunting. Mm-hmm. It really was. There was a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you go to meetings, and it's all men. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell people my first trip to Africa uh, was all males. I was the only woman on the trip because it was all plant managers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you're the only woman, you're not going to say you can't go. Right. And so I did uh, brewery tours around the world with all guys. Never had a woman on the trip with me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So and so, interesting. Uh, you know, so you learn a lot. You learn their behaviors. Uh, you learn how they make decisions. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, the biggest thing. Yes, how you get information. You, you find after about three or four beers, they'll tell you anything. <laughs> uh, even stuff they shouldn't tell you. Okay. And a lot of times, they're telling you stuff and they're really not talking to you. You just happen to be there. You're just, you're like not a silent partner. Yeah. That's exactly. You have to learn to sit back and be quiet mm-hmm. and let them talk about what happened last week or last month. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you get all this inside information. So, uh, so sometimes being the only woman and being willing to be perks. in the room, yeah. a lot of times women will say, it's all guys, and I don't want to participate in that event, that, that activity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will tell them, no, you need to participate because there are going to be things talked about mm-hmm. that otherwise you will not have access to. Correct. And one of the challenges in business that uh, I see is that there is limited access mm-hmm. to yes. what we need to do. But access starts with that type of networking. And what I found is that once you're in, the ladies used to call it the good old boys club. Mm-hmm. They said, Carolyn's in the good old boys club. <laughs> okay, Like with something mysterious. Yeah. Okay, And uh, she said, when I decided to leave uh, Smuckers, they said, how could you leave and you're in the good old boys club? Yeah, you'd crack the code. So why yeah. would you leave? Because there are other codes to be cracked. Yes. I love it. I always, I do, I have friends that have actually picked up like playing golf and things Mm -hmm. like that because Mm -hmm. they're in sales. And for that same reason, they were like, there's so much stuff that gets talked about out on the golf course and I can't miss out on those sales. I can't miss out on that opportunity just because I'm not the person that they think is going to come on this trip. And once the client likes you then they will make decisions in, on, on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I tell people that not just at that organization, but when that client moves to another company, mm-hmm. okay, that relationship goes there. So now you not only have the relationship at the company that they were at, but you also take it to the new company. Yeah. We have to understand that networking is a major, major event. It's very important to anyone's success. Absolutely. We definitely believe in transforming Memphis is through the power of connection. It's yes. through that networking. It's what we do. Yes. And so that was one of my questions for you is how impacted do you say your journey would be if you hadn't made the connections you'd made along the way? I will tell you, uh, we have a company now called you know, Hardy Beverages. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
producing a brand is very different than producing for someone else. Uh, when I was Hardy Beverages, we produced for 50, 60 different customers. None of the brands were ours. And now all the brands are, you know, belong to you know, mm-hmm. Hardy Beverages. And the only way to make that work, uh, my formulators all worked with me in the past. Oh, wow. Uh, actually, one of my, the main formulators uh, produces the formulas for Arizona iced tea. Oh. All the different flavors across the, the country. The amount of those I drank in college was ridiculous. Yeah. Let's just right. have a moment. Uh, but, 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 <laughs> but having that relationship, yeah. a lot of formulators have the same issues, especially the last two or three years, that everyone is having right now. They don't have the capacity mm-hmm. to take on new clients. Well, when I called them, they said, oh, Carolyn, you're, you're back in the game. Yeah, okay? you're, you're back in the game. Yeah, okay? you're not a new client. That's you're exactly. <laughs> they said, what do you need? And I tell them, they said, okay, we'll have you taken care of next week. I go to the top of the line, yeah. okay? Uh, I really feel that what we've done with our beverages would not have happened without the networking. Uh, the equipment that we needed to produce the new products uh, got stuck in Ireland and uh, because of the war in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they said that if I didn't get it out of the country fast enough, that it would be stuck until after the war, and which means I would miss the entire season. I yeah. probably wouldn't Indefinitely. get it this year. That's yeah. exactly. Because who knows when it's going to yeah. end, right? And uh, I used a relationship to get my equipment out of Ukraine, out of uh, Ireland. Wow. Networking yeah. got your equipment. Uh, That's and then I mean, I've yeah. had, uh, we, we have some proprietary equipment uh, that other people don't have. And the group that built it for us was an organization that I worked with when I was at Smuckers, when I was quality manager, not plant manager. Yeah. And uh, the owner of the company didn't have any capacity because all of his capacity had been sold for the next five years to Coke and Pepsi. And they took on my project and produced it within six months. And all relationships. So I will tell you that uh, Hardy Beverages would be struggling really hard without these relationships. On the sales side, it's really important that you have relationships because the way you go to market today, um, you've got all of these uh, tools that are online to help the retailer be more efficient. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that that efficiency really hurts the new brands. Uh, because you know you need that FaceTime, they need to see you, they need to hear your pitch. Well, you rarely get to the head of the line to make that pitch. Well, I have to find contacts to help me get to that spot so I can I have the opportunity to make the pitch. Doesn't mean you're gonna get yeah gonna get in, but at least you feel good that you made the pitch. They have a chance yeah. to see your product and try right. your products. So networking is everything. Really and truly, I feel like I'm. Um, still like thinking about all the ways in which that like having those strong relationships and like you said like the authenticity of those relationships too is key yes you have to be true to your word you have to maintain those relationships over time you can't just call someone from 30 years ago and be like hey i mean i guess you could but you know maintaining that trust exactly so you go to to lunch with them you call them well it Uh, speaks to the longevity of connection well, the longevity like, example, the, the group that I knew at Smuckers, mm-hmm. uh, when I moved over to Coors, I was in the beverage world, we talked because they, they produce fillers. Right. And then when I moved to Hardy Bottling, I had to buy the, fill, the type filler that they, that they produce. So it just kind of. So I called them and said, hey, look, uh, you know, I know you guys make the best fillers in the world. And so can you help me uh, produce this filler? Mm-hmm. And uh, they actually, uh, on a budget, Mm-hmm. <laughs> always on the budget. Always, always on the budget. Always on the budget. So whatever price you tell me right now is too high. Okay, <laughs> I can tell you that right now. It's too high. Way too high. How much too high? Way. Way. <laughs> way. Way. CPA way. is a CPA. Way cannot be measured, but I can tell you it's still too yes, high. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so, uh, but no, you know, you're right. You have to go when they're in the market, when, yeah. they're, when they're in this community. Uh, I actually go to lunch with them. If they need something, they know all they have to do is call me, and I'll jump on and I'll take care of it. So you're right. That, you know, relationships are give and takes. Mm-hmm. They're not one-sided. Like you said, not pick up the phone only when I need you. We need to have a relationship where we're communicating. So I do reach out to the folks that I've known for a long time. If I see them on LinkedIn, for example, <laughs> if something happens, yeah. they come through on my LinkedIn. I'll say, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And I'll tell them the last thing we talked about. i say, how's that thing we were talking about? And that really makes you feel connected because you know something personal. Hey, did your daughter finish high school? Did they finish college? Yeah. How's that favorite dog doing that you love so mm-hmm. much, okay? How's your wife doing? And don't remember the wife's or the husband's name. You're pretty much golden then, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're, now, here's yeah. a little tip. 
and my phone, I always put the person's name and put their spouse name right next to that's it. Oh, I like that. That is a takeaway tip that for networking. Well, yeah. that's what I was about to say. Like, I think you just gave us some little nuggets for yeah. people listening who yeah. I feel like the pandemic kind of threw a lot of us off our networking game yeah. because we were at home so much. So I think yeah. getting back into it, it's like getting your sea legs again. Yes. yes. Um, so that was going to be one of my questions to you is people who are listening that are kind of like, ooh, networking terrifies me. What's kind of your go-to like intro when you're trying to meet someone new at a networking event like how do you go up and introduce yourself to someone in an authentic way well first thing uh, i'll tell you that my dad never met a stranger (laughs) Uh, so it's a little bit hereditary as i say it's genetics for you i do think it's number two though uh you need to be well read and well rounded Mm -hmm. and well versed in a lot of things uh my son attended rhodes college here uh for his undergraduate Mm -hmm. And I used to let him go with me to, you know, social events, networking okay. events with the chamber or with anybody else that yeah. I was going with. And he would go, and I would tell him, and we're out there, I, you know, he'd come over, from, I'd pick him up from school, and he, we'd go, and he'd have a suit on. And uh, I'd say, okay, we can hang out together. Uh, you work that side of the room, I work this mm. side, okay? And uh, then when we leave, we debrief. I said, how was your conversation? What did you talk about? How did you feel about it? If you had to do it all over again, what would you do differently? Yeah. And he says, you know, Mom, he said, i got to up my game, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he said, I, I've got to read some more articles, okay? Uh, because, you know, you want to be on top of, you yeah. know, like what's going on here in the city. Example, you walk up to somebody that you don't know, but you get your sense that based on the event, mm-hmm. they're most likely from Memphis. If you go mm-hmm. to an entrepreneurial event, okay, they're not coming from Atlanta. They're right. from here and they got a business here, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, all, they're very interested in what's going on in the Memphis scene. Mm-hmm. So you can talk about the Grizzlies, okay? You can say, Ja is amazing, mm-hmm. okay? And Jared did a great job for a young team. They're going to really squash them next year. Immediate motion, okay? Or you can say the great thing that's going on on Riverside Drive, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the upgrade that's going on there. Most people know about that because mm-hmm. in order to get to this event, they have to drive past some things, mm-hmm. okay? So know what you think they know and start that conversation. If it's a guy, sports, for <laughs> sure, okay? You can't mess up, okay? Uh, if there was a great shot that happened, then mention a the great shot. Uh, I'll tell you another little story. Uh, years ago, uh, there was a guy named Stan, and he, he put his own schedule together, but he was from our cap company, and he did all of our pasteurization tests. And Stan would make his own schedule. So he could go to any company he chose to. So mm-hmm. he could not come to my company and run my tests. And so when Stan was like, I said, Stan, what is it going to take for me to get you back here <laughs> to work with my people in the next, you know, three to six months? He says, you're going to have to stay in touch with Michael Jordan. I said, what? He Excuse says, me. <laughs> exactly. I said, what? You know, I, you know that deer in the headlight look yeah. was real. It was real, okay? <laughs> he says, I love Michael Jordan. And you need to, you know, be able to have a conversation with me over lunch when I come back in town. Oh, my gosh. I said, really? Yeah. I said, you know what, Stan? I'll see you in three months. Challenge okay? accepted. Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, from my husband like, why are you looking at all these Michael George? Why are you looking at these basketball games? I said, because Stan's going to come back in three months, and then I get him back the next three months <laughs> if he likes the conversation, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I'm really a major Michael Jordan fan, okay? <laughs> Uh, why for the business I was a Michael Jordan fan just before Michael Jordan yeah. it was part of it was a conversation and networking that I could not I right. couldn't get done without having that type of knowledge but with guys you've got to know something about like you talked about golf a lot of people do play golf and you know and ladies are starting to play golf and they, they enjoy it when they're out there because one of the things they'll find is that the quietness okay and the ability to separate yourself from what's going on there really sometimes creates uh, creativity, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, I need my quiet time mm-hmm. because I can think of ways to solve things that otherwise I've not yeah. solved. Yeah. I think that's very interesting because, one, referring to the golf thing, it's when women, we're not always inherently given a seat at the table, right? So right. You, we creatively make our own seat mm-hmm. with the yes. thing, with the golf and things of that nature. Yes. And also what I kind of heard from you just then was, we all can find common ground in some way to network with someone. And that involves, you don't have to know everything, but just know a little about a lot. That's exactly. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, the term general manager. A lot of people get confused about what that means. Mm -hmm. General manager means you know a little about a lot. Yeah. Okay, you don't know, you're not an expert at many things at all. You know, I'm a CPA. 
Uh, but when I was a plant manager and a vice president ran operations, I had to know a little bit about environmental conservation. I had to know about HR. I had to know about formulation. I had to know a little bit how the equipment ran mm -hmm. without ever touching the equipment. I had to make million dollar equipment decisions. Yeah. And I never touched that equipment before. You have to know a little bit about a lot. That's what general means. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think, to your point, I, I see a lot of young people thinking they've got to be the pro at everything. Right. No, they don't have to be. You know, I, I made a statement the other day uh, that's really important. Uh, you know, know your strength, but hire to your weakness. Mm. Let no, that marinate, listeners. Yeah, <laughs> know your strength, but hire to your weakness. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's just so many good nuggets. I feel like, so another way, too, like you said, like being well-read, and in yes. this day and age, yes. podcast people like this. Yes. Like, yes. listen around, know mm -hmm. who to know, know who to follow on Twitter, follow right. on social to get those little little nuggets That's like right. Carolyn's talking about. You don't have to be the expert. I mean, even a couple couple months back, there was a cargo ship that caught fire right. Right. In, in the ocean. I didn't know much about it. I saw a headline, read a little blurb, whatever, and I literally went somewhere, and someone was talking about, um, like chip shortages in cars and stuff. Right. And I was like, oh, I heard about that. Um, and they were like, oh, yeah. That's and I was like, okay, now now I've got my in. And you formed a connection. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So me as an introvert, I'm like, okay. So like being alone in my car, listening to a podcast <laughs> actually helped me at a networking event. So again, it doesn't have to be like so intense and right. so scary. Right. Correct. Right. People are also people. So it also doesn't always have to be serious. If right. like the Michael Jordan thing, right. I was like, you know what I could have talked about? Space Jam. That's yeah, what I can right. talk about right. in terms of Michael Jordan. Like, right, right. You know, it's just like sometimes you can just take someone's inherent interest and yes. also cultivate it into what you know. Play that's to your right. strengths. That's exactly. Play to your strengths. And that's what I meant. You know what your strengths are. Yeah. Okay. And hire to that weakness. And a lot of people want to bring in people that are just like them. Mm -mm. That's, you don't need that. Always a mistake. I always tell yeah. people that I don't need two of me. <laughs> <laughs> Not in that way anyway. I love that so much. These again, these little nuggets are always awesome. And you have built such a fantastic career off of these. I know you are such a serial entrepreneur. You have so many things in the fire. What's what's going on now? What's the current project you're most excited about? The current project is uh, we've decided to expand our brands. Okay. And we've spent a year doing that. And, you know, what it took to do that, it took the uh, innovation uh, and, and creativity of my daughter, Whitney, uh, who is uh, who's a lot more creative and innovative than I am. She also inherited your networking gene because she is a pro. Yeah, I was about to say, whenever, very, yes, when yes. you said that networking and not meeting a stranger is genetic, I really, because oh, now, like, true. now I know like three <laughs> yes. generations of this. And so now I'm like, mm, it's absolutely yeah. proofs in the pudding there. Yeah. Well, my granddaughter's the same way. She's seven, and she's never met a stranger. Oh, my God. She does really She need well. a little bit of that. Yeah. But, but, you know, what we're trying to do, uh, you know, my focus is it tends to be things that uh, are not easily accomplished mm -hmm. uh, or things that women and minorities are struggling uh, to really, you know, uh, to grow in. Right. Yeah. And, and be relevant. And, and, you know, a, a beverage brand is not something that is for what I call the faint of heart. It's mm -hmm. really not. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about the connections that you had to have mm -hmm. just to get to the point of producing the brand. And we have our own facility, so we produce our own brand. Uh, but now the, the next step of the, uh, the journey is, you know, how do you get that brand out there? Um, women, uh, one of their weaknesses is the fact that we don't ask for help. Even when we have the network, we don't pick up the phone and say, hey, hey, Anna, uh, you said that you knew so-and-so, so-and-so. Uh, would you mind making an introduction? Guys do it all the time. All the time. All and, the time. And we feel like would we have to mind? do it all. I, I didn't say sell for me. No. I didn't say write a check out of your checking account, okay? I said make an introduction. You know Carolyn Hardy. You know I'm serious. You know that you know, I'm trying to move the needle forward. Yeah. Uh, though that that's one of the things that when I look at women, we have to say it's okay to pick up that phone. If I had not asked Tom to to manufacture this piece of equipment for me, or asked Rusty to do this other thing for me, or asked Brenda to do the formulation on our new products, by the way. I'll show you a little picture while you're here. Ooh, Ooh, so exciting. An unboxing. There's oh, unboxing. we're going to share with all amazing? of you on our Instagram. Look at how so cool. beautiful. Now, 
when we solve the problem by you notice you can see the name uh -huh. from the side because at retail the package will either be placed in the this way mm -hmm. or this way from the front so or the that, side that's yeah exactly, so it gives us flexibility it's oh. also look at that um i'm gonna need i have a question this looks like very sustainable packaging it really is okay if you look at this packaging if you cut into it it's two things one this package Create seventy five percent less greenhouse gas okay. than any other package. Any wow. plastic bottle, any glass bottle, any aluminum can. Seventy five percent less greenhouse gases. That's impressive. My yeah. mind is blown. Yeah. Like even the glass. I'm okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I'm catching up. I'm catching it's up. It's also a really fancy pouch. Who doesn't love a fancy pouch drink? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I love it. So it's, it's like it's nostalgia very, of like a Capri Sun. <laughs> but, but you know, back to networking. Yeah. It, it is something that you know. I think you look at the challenges that businesses have. You look at working capital. You hear about yeah. it all the time. You know, not having access to capital. Uh, now, number two, the challenge is labor shortages. Mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the employees aren't going to come to you first as a small business. They're going to go to the big boys first. Mm -hmm. uh, so small businesses are struggling with that. But one of the things that I tell them is that. Uh, I tell you what, relationships work a lot. If people are having fun at work, uh, that 25 cents or 50 cents isn't gonna, not going to make that person happy. Uh, they really need that relationship at work. You know, that question that you ask on surveys, do you have a best friend at work? That's a very important statement. Mm. And so that, some of the things that small businesses that we have to do these days is make sure that that is happening. So, I think so it is neat. a challenge. It's a challenge, but it's one that can be you can win at. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned um, kind of the switching with the hearty beverages here. So what do you find unique about the Memphis landscape in terms of support for people looking to strike out on their own? Well, it's easy to get to know people in Memphis. It really is versus larger cities. Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, you can normally find a way to make contact uh, with the people in our community. Uh, whereas, you know, other cities, that would probably be a real struggle. Yeah. Uh, so the the ability to network here is a lot easier. It's like three uh, degrees of separation from really, any. It really is. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody you know know that person. Yeah, yeah. somebody so knows somebody. Right. You know, you're so right on that. Uh, one of the challenges we have in our city is that we're not a big investment community. So entrepreneurs who need that working capital, mm -hmm. uh, looking for entrepreneurs who just want to be on the investment side of the equation, not on the... Um, the entrepreneurial side of it. They just want to invest mm -hmm. in your business. We don't have enough of that type personalities uh, in our community. We have some, yes. Uh, but not. But yeah. not enough to really create an ecosystem of entrepreneurs. Yeah. No. Not enough to kind of, yeah, drive that competition amongst right. them. <laughs> uh, I think our people here in Memphis uh, with, with uh, the wherewithal mm -hmm. are, are somewhat afraid of losing their money. Mm -hmm. More so than if you're Silicon Valley. And, and I understand that. I mean, if if you're a California or Silicon Valley, some of those places, and you've got two, three hundred million dollars, you can afford to lose a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Uh, but if you don't have that type of yeah. uh, purse, uh, then losing a hundred thousand here and a hundred thousand there, that's going to sting a, while a little. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It will sting a little. Yeah, right? just I a like smidge. Yeah. 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 It's interesting that that is like the reality of the landscape here yes. and like raising capital for things like that because something that Esso Tolson I think said when he was here I think it was him don't quote me sorry Esso if it's not but that uh, like we settle for being a training ground when right. we could be like the main event like right. let's right. not train up everybody and then watch them fly somewhere else right. like let's let's keep them here let's right. let's develop those in, that infrastructure that can then create all of whether it be art right like entrepreneurial efforts, whatever that is. Like, let's not let Memphis just settle for being the training mm -hmm. ground right, to, like, let people right. get their feet wet. Let's well, right. make sure you're right. that we have the infrastructure and the resources in place so yes. that they thrive here. Yes, and stay here. Yes. yes. You know, when uh, Phil Tenary uh, was, uh, you know, president of the chamber, one of the things that I said to him was, I said, Phil, wouldn't it be amazing if we can create a hundred, hundred million dollar women in minority companies, a hundred of them, okay? That would change the landscape of our community. The problem is, is that we don't think big for that next, mm -hmm. that next big thing, okay? To your point, we have the contacts and the connections in this community to actually take these new ideas to the next level. We do, okay? It's just that I don't see it happening at the rate that it should be happening. I mean, you know, I take what what we do. Uh, a lot of times, I feel I'm in a fight alone. If I didn't mm -hmm. have the network that I have, yeah, uh, 
And you've got to be the type person that can actually fight alone and not have a support system to win in this market. Mm -hmm. And I've done it for so long that I'm used to it. Yeah, second nature to you right yeah, now. That's exactly but it's it. still but, hard. But a lot of people will give up. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, who can I talk to? Who can help me, you know, get yeah. this next door open? At least have make that pitch. We're not good with that in this community, as good as we should be. What do you think um, would be like some low-hanging fruit that could maybe assist in that to be able to make a few baby steps forward? Maybe not fix the whole issue right up right, front, but right. maybe if we could make some strides in certain arenas. Well, you know, uh, University of Memphis has the Retired Executive Program. I don't know what they call them. They, there's a fancy name for hmm. it, but I don't know what it is, okay? Uh, but these executives have connections. Uh, the chamber has tried the mentor protege program. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that could be uh, very helpful because in mentoring, you could introduce them to uh, some people on the other side of the door and you could help them with their pitches that go on. So I, I think the mentoring has to go a little bit further than okay. it has, okay? It actually has to go in the room, in the door, close the deal, okay? And, and the deal that didn't close, talk about the one that didn't close. That's, okay. I think, it, too. I it's think they got, they got to walk a little bit, they got to walk with you a little bit longer, okay? Yeah. The walk has been short. I need a longer walk. Mm. <laughs> I love that. I love the way you said that, too, because it's true. And also, and to talk about the ones that don't make it, why are you not making it? How can, in right. three to five years, we fix it? How can That's we exactly. nuance those ideas? What's not working about that? those ideas that could work right. with a little more thought, a little right. more innovation, a little right. more capital, a little more X, Y, Z, whatever that is. So I yes. think that is the big thing because there's so many ideas and so many creatives yes. and so many entrepreneurs here in, this, in the Mid-South that there should be more retaining and thriving here. Yes, I agree. We have to place more intentionality behind the solutions that we're developing yes. for those things. And I think to your point, Carolyn, you kind of mentioned it is we're not thinking about the long game enough. Right, right. We're trying to solve for the short game for now, which is important. You have to. You have to. You have yes. to play for now. But also who's playing for the future? That's right. That's right. And, and how do we get Memphis in a different place? Yes. That really allows all ties to rise. And that, when I was talking about, you know, 100 uh, entrepreneurs that become $100 million companies, you know, the impact on real estate, and the impact on philanthropy, the impact on executive mm -hmm. jobs, on the C-suite, because you've got 100 C-suites that don't exist today. The, the impact on everything, on like everything. The, ten, the ripple effect of the that. The ripple effect is absolutely off the chart. And I just, I don't feel that vision actually exists. I really don't. That's no. so interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like more often than not, here we get to talk about what we call opportunities. That's what we, um, we've we named our challenges. We call them opportunities. That's right. Um, so we talk about how there are so many people in the Memphis landscape who are working to solve a lot of our opportunities. Yes. But there are still opportunities out there that um, maybe you, dear listener, can be one of the ones to step up to the plate. And maybe you have some innovative ideas and you have the connections that That's we've been exactly. talking about. Exactly. Maybe you know a handful of people that you could get together around a table yes. and start making these conversations and making this these moves so that in the next three to five years this can be not just a hope and a dream for us but a reality and i think also uh, you know memphis shelby county your listening audience uh, has to be willing to support this community mm -hmm. so when they see those entrepreneurs doing different things support their brands absolutely support their services uh, support their ideas, support those opportunities, and supporting them by buying from them. Yes. You know, in a lot of cases, if you can help the local entrepreneurs to break even in this community, then they can actually get their icing on the cake, their profits outside of this community. Mm -hmm. But if you're struggling in this community and those dollars are going out, and I'll tell you, there are members of the chamber, that other women businesses mm -hmm. and other minority businesses I've talked to, is that they get so upset, and I, I, and I do understand where they're coming from, is that they see these dollars for the same services they're offering mm -hmm. going right outside of our community. Uh, they'll bid on an RFP, and uh, somebody from other, some other state will win it. Uh, and, and, and it bothers me. When I see us taking the taxpayers' dollars and supporting other communities when there are people in our community who can provide the same services. Yeah. And sometimes better. Better. Well, they, yeah. it will be better because you know what? It's right here. I, I'm going to treat Anna great because I know her. Correct. I, I've got to see her. But these people outside of our community, they don't have to see us. We're, we're just a number in a bank account. That makes us important. But you said it earlier that being a person and knowing you as a people and mm -hmm. networking, that makes all the difference. It does. 
knowing that person on the other side of that conversation, I'm going to take care of Anna. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of the people I know. Because also, too, like, I, I'm, I'm alongside you. Like, I'm here with you um, in the evenings. I'm here on the weekends. I'm at service projects Our with you. Our kids go to school together. Um, yeah, I'm here in the Memphis community right. may, trying to work with you to roll up our sleeves right. to make it a better place for everybody. For everybody. Yeah. And that's something that you don't get outside of here. It's the special yeah. touch. Like it's that it, heart. It's very, well, th- is it the heart of the Memphis? The soul, too. And it's don't, also yeah. that <laughs> Memphis is a major city, but it is a small town feel. It, yes. And that, I think, is why entrepreneurship thrives here right. when people have it, because it is those special connections mm-hmm. of calling up an entrepreneur who has a small business and be like, right. hey, I'm so sorry, could you make me a cake this weekend? Nine times out of ten, they're going to do it if it was a baker that you needed a cake right, for your kid's right. birthday party or whomever. And mm-hmm. supporting locally, like I think of people like Christina McCarter mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. she's been able to do with Feast and Grays. Mm-hmm. And from what it started out from, like city tasting tours and what right. her little idea sparked. And now she has a storefront downtown. Right. Like that is because the community supported her and backed her. Mm-hmm. And for a good reason, because her stuff is amazing. But there's if so we many could people rise like up her. And, yeah, yeah. And support. Right. That have offerings that are just amazing. And to your point, Carolyn, they go outside of the city. And there's right. no reason to. Right. Think about it with City Tasting. If she had a contract with a couple of these big corporations here that allow her to send out 50,000 packages each. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that a game changer for her or what? 50,000 each. Because they're sending out those kind of packages. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's just so cool to think of the possibilities. But to That's your point, exactly. it's also arduous to think, okay, how do we get there? Well, well, a lot of times I will tell you what I've seen is that companies will say, I've worked with this entity for the last 20, 30 mm-hmm. years, okay, and they've come through for me. And I'll say, okay, I get that. Okay, you don't know whether I will or won't. Correct. It's a chance. So, that's a chance. But I'm not asking you to shift 100%. I'm mm-hmm. saying give me a bite of the apple. Yeah. Give me 20%. I like that. Let your other people keep the 80%. Mm-hmm. And then if I prove myself, give me a little bit more, give me a little bit more. But, you know, giving me nothing keeps the landscape the same. It's also a lose-lose because it's a lose-lose. Yeah. I could knock it out of the park and get you even more. That's exactly go. yes. What happens then? What happens? What then? happens if you lost out on something extra yes. than the hundred percent that you said you were getting? What if you could have gotten one hundred and twenty? You're right. You're right. That's because it. my idea was that much better. That's a cool approach, though, that I don't hear a lot of people speak to because a lot of people charge in and are like, no, I want you to pick me over them. Right. But the approach you just talked about was, hey, right. give me a chance. That's right. Give me a 5 to 10%. That's right. And then once you prove that right. your product is worth it, because you know your product is worth that's it. That's exactly. Your product's going to speak for itself that's and your right. team will speak for itself. And my service is going to speak Correct. for itself. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. very interesting. I like yeah. that approach a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you're getting phenomenal stuff like this off the ground. So when yeah. can people expect to see the water hit the shelves? Well, right now in this market here, we're, yeah. we're in a lot of convenience stores. Awesome. And uh, especially those on Poplar Avenue, you'll find all the flavors are there. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, they have been early adopters, very easy to work with. That's amazing. Uh, good, good to know. Supporting yeah, your community. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. No, they're doing an amazing job. And they're local, too. They're very community-minded. And so when I talked to them, they said, Carolyn, you know, we're willing to give it a try. So they have been very, very early. We call them early adopters. So Love very that. appreciative. <laughs> and uh, we're actually trying to expand in other convenience stores outside of our market. Mm-hmm. So we've got pitches into uh, several large chains. So we're excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's really just seeing the product in person. It's so cool. Like, to drink it, you would feel cool. I feel like everything's an experience now, especially, like, as we move forward and, like, just the way marketing is moving forward, and that's what me and AT do Mm -hmm. every day. You're creating life experiences. It's no longer buying a cup of coffee. People are buying coffee from Starbucks because Starbucks feels like an experience. Right. And that's why, like little coffee shops are adopting more of that mindset Mm -hmm. and it's thriving this water and the packaging and marketing that you're approaching is creating an experience for the drinker as well as impact because i think this is hydrogen water yeah so it creates all natural energy reduces joint inflammation uh you know i mean it just everything we do is all about your Mm well-being we want you to be a healthier person okay you know that every day as i sit here drinking my diet coke let me just just slide it under the table not sponsored hide it away that everyday athlete they need this product yeah okay Uh, our young athletes you know at the youth soccer youth baseball they need it Mm -hmm. you know think about it gatorade is full of sugar yeah yeah okay full of sugar our product is all natural 
and the flavors are sweet with white grape juice. It has mm. no other sweetener in it. And it gives you that little hint of flavor. I mean, it is very, very refreshing. On a hot like day it. like this, On if a hot you're out, day yeah. Like this, okay. And also with the hydrogen, to your point, mm -hmm. the hydrogen, I, I, you know, I tell people, I give them a real a brief description of what hydrogen does. That's, you know, you put hydrogen in your car, your race car, when you're racing, right? Mm -hmm. You want the engine to be clean and you want the, uh, the fuel to run more efficient. Well, you want your body to do the same thing. You want your body to mm. run more efficient and you want your body to be purified. Hydrogen. Yes. I love that. So it's like a cleanse without the craziness of a I was a about to say, without cleanse. all the negative yeah. connotation. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a reset for your body in water format. See, I'm I over here that. being like, I guess it could also be and a mixer, too. If it's well, but, uh, see, I'm over oh, here just like the toxic energy yeah, in the room. Yeah, well, somebody's got to be toxic. Yeah. <laughs> the other one we have is we have a nightlife recovery product. Okay. So okay, this so is after the hangover. So you're on the same. Okay. Same vein. Oh, it does say. It says pregame plus recover. That's exactly. So someone, I mean, so... You were over here, you and you and Whitney were thinking the same yeah. way I am over here, being like, oh, well, if it hydrates you, it could be a mixer. I mean, look how cool you I can mean, be drinking it. It's a good-looking drink. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. It's a good-looking drink. This is yeah. so exciting. I can't wait to see it in the wild. Yeah, yeah, me too. I know. I want to, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay, so um, something I would like to touch on and ask you about. So Whitney is wonderful and creative in all her own ways. Mm -hmm. What is it like? working in like a family business now together. What is this new dynamic? Oh, well, you know, I've been in business for a long time. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, having someone who really understands creative uh, is very refreshing and fulfilling for me. Uh, because in the beverage world, it is all about innovation mm -hmm. and marketing. It really is. You know, how do you connect with that consumer? And, uh, you know, Whitney does an amazing job at that. She yes. really does. And so it's just great having that type of mind right there you know look at everything that we're doing yeah mm -hmm. yeah so no it's uh and i've not worked uh with a family member before yeah yeah so no this is uh awesome good it's really cool i just not only to have the family dynamic but you're such a dynamic leader i know you've even written a book on um i think it's intentional leadership yep. if i recall correctly yeah so you know I feel like you really lead with intent, not only in your business life, but I feel like you've really done that with your family because you see it with your children, like the intent yeah. you've poured into them and how it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're amazing. Talk about those ripple effects yeah. of like a next generation. Well, yeah. You know, my mom wanted us to be, uh, you know, independent, mm -hmm. uh, wanted us to be brave and fearless. Uh, wanted us to understand that we were smart, and she really believed in women. Yeah. And you know, my my three kids, you know, the Jennifer, Whitney, and Chris. Mm -hmm. uh, I always put them in situations to help them uh, understand that they can overcome. I mean, they play youth sports uh, because I want them to understand the concept of teamwork. Because mm -hmm. teamwork makes a dream work, right? Yes. We say it all we the time. It all and people time. make fun of us yeah. all the time. <laughs> but I mean, it takes everybody. Yeah. And like you said, it takes unique minds at the table. It, it really takes, does. you know, that give and take, that push-pull yes. yes. of, I think of it this way. Well, I never thought of it that way. How about we do mm -hmm. it like this? That's well, exactly. I didn't think of it like That's that. Exactly. But that takes teamwork to listen to other people's ideas. Yep. Okay. I mean, it's not a one-sided conversation. You've got to have, you got to listen to the other person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can remember years ago when I was with Smuckers, uh, we were trying to figure out how to automate the facility. Mm -hmm. And so I brought in a group of hourly employees, and I told one of my managers, I said, this group here can come up with the same idea at the manager's group. And he thought I was totally kidding. I said, no. I said, okay. I said, I bet you $100. I come mm -hmm. up with the same list of ideas that you guys come up with, and I'm just going to bring in 10 hourly people. And they thought, he said, no way. You can't <laughs> do it. I said, okay. I said, so you go get your ideas from the management team. I'm just going to work with the hourly people came back we had the best ideas <laughs> why because you know because it better you're on yes. the front lines exactly. you're, you're on, on the front line yep. uh -huh. they're touching it they see touch feel correct okay so they knew and they've seen most problems they've seen most opportunities as you say uh and so and I, but i believe in that mm -hmm. and so my first book look up uh tells a lot of stories about you know my early life uh, in leadership and some of the challenges and uh, whether you talk about you know, communications, whether you talk about delivering bad news. Uh, mm. I said bad news is not like fine wine. doesn't get better with age. Ooh. Uh, then I have yeah. another book called The Impossible Turn Possible. It's a very small book, very easy to read. Uh, but it was designed to help people who keep saying no, they can't accomplish something. 
I'll understand that they can. I'm like, why are you looking at me so hard when you say that, Carolyn? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's all about goal setting, okay? Yes. And it's then like, how to Christy, you need goal. to hear this. No. Yes. About setting that goal. Love that. And then the third book is called Step Up. Okay. Uh, and it's all about this bold moves for business growth. Uh, so how to grow your business. Yeah. So whether you need a lawyer, you need an accountant, whatever you need to grow your business, just a lot of really fresh like ideas yeah. uh, to help you with your business. And uh, I've got my fourth one outlined. I haven't had any time in the last 12 months. What do you mean branding. you haven't had time? <laughs> what have you been some... doing? Launching a water brand? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few uh, things but, here uh, and there. But, you know, that's one of my best hobbies is I do like to write. That's really cool. Uh, and uh, the next one's going to really talk a lot more about why uh, women minorities have not been as successful. Now, this is a revealing here, guys. Mm-hmm. I had not told anybody this. <gasps> exclusive. So this is a reveal. I know, drum roll. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah, but it's about why, uh, uh, what are some of the barriers that have not been removed? Yeah. Oh. And, uh, and I'm really excited to get back to it. So every time I get on an airplane, I actually work on it some more because it's quiet. Nobody can call it's, me. You have the time. I have yeah. time, okay? Uh, but it is... It's going to be one of my favorite books. It really is. I, that's exciting. And so I'm really excited about when it. it. We're going to have to have you back on and do an update when it comes back out. I, I will. I will. For well, sure. Yeah. So I think the first three are definitely needs to be on everybody's reading yeah, list, sure. at, no matter what phase you're in. Or you can get the trilogy, the, the, the trifecta. <laughs> you can get all three yeah, for, yeah. for all phases. Yeah. If people and want I will it tell you, them. everybody that's read the books has said, oh, my God, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. I've had people who are managers say, you know what, I needed that advice. And then I ran right into the situation that you talked about in the book, and I, it was right in front of me. And I said, I said, wait a minute. I had this guy, I said, he said, I went back to my desk, pulled my book out, and he said, I went to that chapter, refreshed myself, and then went back into the challenge. Sweet thing, that is wonderful. I was gonna say, how do you feel when people say that? Like, does it just make you feel so good to know I, your work I, is I so impactful? I feel really good because you know my goal was to help people. Yeah. You know, how do I help you be the best person, that the, the best version of yourself? Right. You know what? Is, and a lot of times, I can only do so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in, uh, I was at a meeting. I was a keynote speaker for the National Urban League uh, about four years ago, five years ago, and. Uh, this young lady uh, had approached me as I was getting ready to go on. She said, I drove from Atlanta. She said, I saw that you're going to be on program. You're going to be speaking today. And I drove from Atlanta. I got my friend. We got in the car. She said, I have my own business. She said, I've got to go here, Carolyn Hardy Talk, because I am stuck in my business. Mm. She said, I cannot get this off the ground. She said, I, she said, I, I can't get it to grow. i got problems. And uh, so when I was leaving, my cousin was helping. Get, I was trying to get to the airport. And he, she said, uh, I just got to say this. And she says, I'm no longer stuck. She says, I got That's what I came awesome. for. She says, I got exactly what I needed. I'm going to cry. When, when, <laughs> I, when, when I speak, I, I always just tell you how I feel. I tell you what I really yeah. think. I am not trying to for you to vote me as the most influential person mm-hmm. that you ever met on the planet. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> You're like, I'm here to be me and authentic. I'm here to be me. I'm I can. authentic. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you what I really think, okay? Uh, and I'm not trying to hide anything yeah. from you. I want you to be the best version of yourself possible. If I know something that will help you be that best version, that is my goal. And so, yes, I do feel good about that because mm-hmm. as you look at the end of the day, uh, if you look at how many people's lives that you've impacted, you know, I can live with that. Yeah. I, I had a lady tell me one time, she said, well, I can't save everybody. I said, I can't either. I said, but you know what, I feel good for the one that I saved. So I'm going to save nobody just because I can't save everybody. I said, think about that. Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. not. That, right. That doesn't make that's any sense. That's a sour mindset to that, have. It really, it really I mean. And so she thought about it. She said, Carolyn, she said, I really appreciate it. I said, so go save the one. Mm-hmm. Go save the one. Oh, that's yeah. a good tagline. I know. I, this has been. You should save that one. I know. Put it in your head. <laughs> yeah, your fifth one. Your fifth one. <laughs> um, this is empowering, too, because, again, like, yeah, you want to make people feel good with your books and with your advice yeah. and your knowledge, but, like, to have actionable steps mm-hmm. and know that somebody can mm-hmm. go back, reread it, refresh, like, mm-hmm. regroup and be like, okay, mm-hmm. I can do it now. I have the courage to yeah. go back and face yeah. this challenging situation because I have the tools. Well, I took the not, the learnings from my first book and the feedback from mm-hmm. it, and I put workbook pages in the back of each chapter. So that you could actually say, oh, gosh, I love that nugget yeah. that she said. So you can write it back there in that section. So you can go back and look at your notes. And the highlights. I, would, I love yeah. that. I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a underliner and a highlighter in books. Erin right. Wendell would 
yeah. shoot me. <laughs> if you heard that right now, she would be like, I no. I do the same thing. Books are sacred to, to my <laughs> office mate. So, oh. But I'm I'm a, I'm a writer. So I'm, books I'm were made to get messy, in my opinion. Right. You were made to I learn agree. from them, and learning is messy. I agree. So that's oh, how learning, I feel. Learning is messy. Shoot. So, like, I, I mess up all my books. Well, <laughs> at the Society of Entrepreneurs, uh, I'll never forget, Bill Courtney said a few weeks ago, she said that entrepreneurs are crazy. And so all these entrepreneurs, because the side of entrepreneurs are all entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so when he said that, everybody's looking at it. Then everybody burst out laughing at the same time because we he's telling the truth. Yeah, yeah like it's Like true. you said, books are made <laughs> to be messy. Entrepreneurs are crazy. It is what it is, okay? I mean, it's the same way. I mean, you what have it, to be crazy. What they talk about, that. like FedEx, yeah. like what he get on that paper that he wrote about his idea, like what, an F or something, yeah. right, like a right. C. They, they're like, yeah, yeah right. That right. that idea will never happen. Where so you're professor. You're yeah. crazy yeah. until you're crazy. it works. That's exactly. That's exactly. And well, so, think about it. You, you're going down a path that no one has chosen to go, mm-hmm. whether fear or lack of knowledge, okay? And they just don't have a vision, yeah. okay? So they're going to say that you're crazy, that you deserve an F. But then once you go down and you say, think about it. Years ago, somebody said, bottle water. Mm-hmm. You're crazy. You get water out of tap. My mom okay. was one of those people. Now, <laughs> now, now it is the number one beverage in the United States, yeah. okay? My mom was literally like, I would have never thought that there was a market for that. I think a, a little bit of crazy, though, is what makes you brave. That's it's what exactly. makes you brave enough yes. to take that leap yes. that you have to take to make bottled water or to make right. FedEx. Right. Like, I you mean, know, it's what it requires. And yes. pioneers are the first, like you said, like you're going down that path alone. Like you're the first right. one that's pioneer right. for a reason. I mean, it's that's hard exactly. for the first ones. Like right. you got to pave that path. Right. Mm-hmm. Then, I, then after you pave it, everybody says, well, gosh, I could have done that. Okay. Like, well, but, you but, but you didn't. But you didn't. That's exactly. <laughs> but you didn't. Right. And when when Fred got that F on the paper, did he let him turn him down? The other thing about entrepreneurs, once they believe in a path, they, they, they say, okay, I, I get it. You, mm-hmm. you don't want to go there, but I'm going. Okay. So don't rain on my parade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get right. on and get off. Right. Get on. Like, right. Get off the bus. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. I love it. You can yeah. come for the ride, or you know, I'll yeah. see you when I'm at the top, and yep, yep. you can come on then, or whatever. But this has been such an enlightening conversation. I know this has been so fun. I feel so empowered to like go forth. If I don't have know. entrepreneurial <laughs> ideas inherently, but I feel like I should. I'm like, well, <laughs> let, let me go see what I can do now. But like your books, are they available on Amazon or local bookstores? Uh, Amazon and at Novel. Okay, yeah, awesome. Bookstore, yes. So guys, pick up her books. Please go check out The Water. You can find it, like she said, along Poplar in some places. The convenience stores, right? Yeah. And if, a, if a convenience store has the word express in it, it's definitely there. There we go. Love that. Okay, Good okay. little tip. Okay, we have one last question okay. that we like to end all of our podcasts with. What does it mean to you, Carolyn, to be a Memphian? Hmm. You know, I, I love the small town feel. Uh, I love knowing that uh, it's easy to know people. Uh, you can speak to people, and most of them will smile and speak back. So I love the friendly yeah. uh, environment. Uh, I love the Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> My heart, yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but do I, I, I? The people in Memphis are yeah. are very unique. Uh, they're warm, mm-hmm. uh, and seriously, very easy to get to know. And, and like we talk about networking, have that conversation. It's not only that you need to have a general topic, but they want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. They want to have that conversation with you. They're invested in you. And they want to make those connections. They want to make those connections. They're seeking that out of conversation also. I have found that. And so I I really love our community uh, and our sense of community that we have here in Memphis. So that's what I love about Memphis. Love that. The pride is real in Memphis, and so is the want to build connection. And that is what we try to do at New Memphis. Carolyn, you're a wonderful example of that as one of our LDI grads. Snaps. Snaps for for LDI. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. We know that we were just happy to get on your dance card as (laughs) our leader says. Thank you guys for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Thank Thank you you so much. Bye. All right, that was our episode for today. And back to what AT said, she hit it out the park. Home Woo-hoo! run, baby. Like, yes, fireworks going off <gasps> at AutoZone Park because she, she really nailed it. So many good things. I wrote down so many little nuggets of wisdom. Just, yeah. you know, it, networking is something that is inherently, as a hard introvert who masquerades as an extrovert on the reg, networking is forever hard for me. 
And she just, the way she made it sound so simple, like, just know a little about a lot. Like, I know that inherently to be true, right? I know that everyone has commonality in some cases, but it's still that nervousness makes you forget that in the moment sometimes. Absolutely. You just, yeah, you feel like you're a person who's never spoken. Yeah. And you think, well, (laughs) you also think that people... I know we talked about it a little bit, like, networking can be fun. It doesn't have to be all about that. Like, I know I've made connections based on based on Vanderpump rules um, at okay. business functions. Now, that's not sage advice I would give to everyone. <laughs> Please use that according to where you land. But, you know, yes. it is, to, to that point, it doesn't always have to be, it's not like a life-altering decision. I think you know, it's also important to remember that it's not transactional. Yes. It doesn't have to be transactional. It's I think more often than not, people go into networking being like, I have to get something get out this. of it. Yeah, I have to have left this event That's really good. Yeah. with X number of whatever it is. And I think if you're going into it truly trying to build those authentic relationships and connections like she was talking about, mm-hmm. which are the ones you can call upon for years and years and years, which sidebar is something New Memphis does really well with all of our <laughs> leadership development programs. That's why we have an alumni network guys but like that's if you go into networking events with that being your bar like to set like that's your goal Mm -hmm. then I think that you it is easier to be yourself yes and people can see and we've had these conversations before about just upcoming generations and how authenticity is one of those things that has always been important but transparency and authenticity are one of those things that have become a showcase of that's what the upcoming generations want most from their leadership. So to hear that leading that way and networking is what's more fruitful always makes me so excited because I know me and I know you so well. We are the type of people who are very authentic. It's very hard to separate who we are in our social life from who we are in our work life because those can be very much the you, same. What you see is what you get with yeah. us most of the time. And I feel like, yes, that could you could inherently say that's a marketing thing, but it's also a personality thing. And yeah. I think leading with who you are and authenticity typically pays off. That's not why you should do it. You should do it just to stay true to yourself and who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but people like it's also the what business you savvy move. Yes. <laughs> so it's people a win-win, like, everybody. Exactly. It wins all the things and it's what people like. So we have a few last minute announcements before we leave you today. AT, what lovely event do we have coming up? We have honestly so many events. I know. <laughs> so I need I need to direct everybody to newmemphis.org slash events because first off we have our upcoming Celebrate What's Right, the great abate on june 21st um throughout june and july we also have summer experience Mm -hmm. which is huge so for young professionals college students this is our free series of events that is all summer long where we roll out the red carpet for young people to make sure that they fall in love with our city and know the wonderful opportunities that we have um in post-grad life and in young adulthood. So you can work, play, and thrive right here in Memphis. So summer experience, all of those events are free and they are on they are on our website at newmemphis.org slash events. So you can go there. But back to our um, Celebrate What's Right, The Great Abate. It will be on June 21st and New Memphis is hosting our second Celebrate What's Right <laughs> of 2022. And we are back in person again. And the first one was such a smashing success that it makes me even more excited. So um, we will be at the Hilton Memphis for this luncheon. And the topic of conversation, um, it is the great abate. The play on words is all Christy. Oh, thank you. Yes. So um, a big shout out for your punny title. Um, So... We can all agree that the future of our city rests in the capable hands of the next generation, right? Yes. Like we're all we're all trying to pull in the same direction. Don't on make that. me sing high school musicals, but I continue. mean we're all in this together. <laughs> but what happens if those bright young minds are too busy finding shelter, filling their bellies, or finding transportation to school to ever have a chance at realizing their full potential? That's where our panel of experts is gonna come in. So during the new Memphis panel we will be discussing youth poverty abatement, which sounds like really big and scary and frankly kind of... Kind of is. And, and kind um, of... But also, yeah. it kind of sounds boring, to be frank, because if I don't know uh, what it's talking about or whatever. Okay. But so youth poverty abatement, you'll hear from the factors that contribute to youth poverty and the creative ways that Memphians are banding together to fill the gaps. And the reason that that matters is because I, all you have to do is... Google youth poverty in mm-hmm. Memphis, and you will find some pretty alarming numbers. Very alarming. Yeah. I got to say, I was shocked to see the number of youth in our city alone that mm-hmm. are living in poverty and what exactly that means. Yes. 
So before we can get super excited about what the next generation can do, Mm -hmm. we have to make sure that we are meeting their basic needs. And that is where every single one of us in this city not only has the opportunity, but the obligation to show up for the next generation. So if you want to know more about this topic and you don't right Mm -hmm. now, or if you want to know even more about this topic and how you can get involved, I really highly suggest you come to this event on June 21st. I completely agree, guys. You just need to come learn more. We are so thankful. We are also thankful to our sponsors that help us put on this event, who is Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee and also the First Horizon Foundation. Um, and speaking of those sponsors, you can also give back to New Memphis by visiting our website at newmemphis.org. You can make a donation there. No gift too big, no gift too small. And one more thing. Yeah. Um, Carolyn Hardy, our wonderful guest today, is also an alumni of our Leadership Development Intensive, and that program, New Memphis' flagship program, is celebrating 25 years this year in 2022, so um, please be in your... Uh, be on the lookout in your email if you are an LDI alum. And if you're interested in sponsoring some of our 25th anniversary things, um, you can email info at newmemphis.org and we will make sure to send you over to the appropriate person to make sure that that becomes a reality for you. Because 25 years, quarter of a century, leadership development (laughs) right here in Memphis. I was about to say half. It's not. It's quarter. quarter. (laughs) Math is not my thing, guys. We work in marketing. (laughs) Um, But on that note, you can give back that way. Please give back to the LDI. We've been in the leadership game now for that long. So give back to New Memphis. You can also give back by giving us a follow on our social channels at the New Memphis. Uh, And we will be back next Tuesday to feel your listening ears. And thank you so much for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. This week's episode was made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com.